Hi, beauty. I'm so grateful you were led to this podcast. I'm your host, Miranda. Hi. I'm a wife, coach, and mom to four world changers. And this is the Recalibrating Hearts podcast. It's my heart that in this space, you would encounter the love of the Father and receive downloads, revelations, and solutions for partnering with God in your breakthrough. You'll also hear how we're building our family, powerful prayers and declarations for you, and ways to incorporate natural solutions for whole health. I think it's time to normalize spiritual breakthrough and walk in freedom with whole hearts. Holy Spirit, you get full permission to recalibrate our hearts. Get ready. Let's go. Amazing, amazing conversation between Heather and I. Um, Heather Shriver Burns is a speaker, coach, and host of the Seek First CEO podcast. She is a mom of three, married to her best friend for nine years, and lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Heather is a multi-passionate entrepreneur whose greatest passion is pointing high-achieving servant-hearted women to Jesus. As a master neuroscience business and biblical life coach, she helps ambitious CEOs manage their mind and emotions so they can manage their life and business by living in the flow with the Holy Spirit. I mean, this stuff is right up my alley. This is an amazing conversation. Look, we get emotional, okay? We laugh and we cry. I don't know. Holy Spirit just does something. He totally gets my mic. He totally gets the platform. And get your notebook out because my heart is to bring you these guests, these coaches who have been a mentor and a coach in my life and how I've learned from them. And they've laid the groundwork for God to move in my life and redirect. And Heather is the first one who basically once when I was coaching with her once was like, you're multi-passionate and it's okay. Like, can someone get set free today? You're multi-passionate and it's okay. I'm not talking about being scattered or not having a direction, which sometimes it feels like it, but you're multi-passionate and it's okay to follow the desires and directions of your heart. God put them there. But without further ado, here's our conversation. Oh, Heather, my friend, we are here. We are here. Um, I just wanted to start out. First of all, thank you for being on the show and just thank you for saying yes. And I'm already emotional because of our prayer. So I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get through this, man. When Holy Spirit falls, it's just like, okay, clean it up, people. Let's do this. But so thank you. Welcome to our show. And is there anything right now before I want to honor you and lay the foundation for the Lord? I felt like the Lord's like honor my daughter. Um, Before that, do you have anything in your heart, like just to say hi or anything like that before I... Oh man. Well, as we were praying, I, of course, you know, my heart is anoint my lips. Like, just let me glorify you, honor you. Like I want whatever we talk about to point people to Jesus. Right. And truth. Um, and I just think about my own life. I'm going to cry too. This is not good. I just, I just want to make a, the word rough patch came along. It just popped into my spirit, a rough patch. And I thought, man, I personally, this is making me vulnerable a little bit. Um, we all go through rough patches. I'm kind of in a, I'm in, I'm, it's so weird because I'm walking out of promise at the same time. I also feel in another area of my life, I'm being like sandpapered rough patch. And that's what he like said, this is like sandpaper. And I just wrote down literally before it's like sandpaper, but it's refining to make new. I don't know who's listening to this, who feels like you're in a rough patch. Um, we can relate, right. Miranda and I have both been in those places and spaces and it's kind of that question mark, like, God, what are you doing? But even just through that prayer, what you said this morning, before we even did it, I thought, Lord, I want to point people to you, even though I'm in a little bit of a rough patch. 
Mm. Um, and that that rough patch is like sandpaper and it doesn't always feel good, but what that does, I don't know if you're into refurbishing or I love taking old furniture and I'm not good at it, but I still <laughs> love the concept. Um, I've done a few decent, decent pieces, but it's just, it's taking off that layer, that layer that has nicks, that layer that's not that refreshed um, look. And so that we can put that fresh coat of paint or that fresh coat of whatever it is. And I feel like that is what the Lord just said he's doing with me. And so I just imagine, because we're talking about this, there's someone that needed to hear that, Mm -hmm. that the rough patch is simply him preparing you. And it feels like sandpaper, but the beauty of the restoration on the other side is so worth it. Oh my goodness. I'm like wrecked already. And it's like lately he's been doing this in the interview, like if maybe because it's, I'm outside of my comfort zone doing these interviews, but also because he gets to move because we've given him permission. Well, and that I was feel- outside of my comfort zone. Cause I was like, <laughs> I wrote that down for myself. But when you ask, do you have anything to say? I'm like, well, I should honor what he told me because I, you know, I think sometimes so much in our life journey, we want to of course, when we're also when we're leaders or we're helping other people, we want to keep up this facade, like, and not in a fake way, but there are boundaries. Like you let people in certain spaces, Miranda, that is where I can honor you is you are one of those people in my life that I trust with my whole heart, mm-hmm. um, that I trust with the, the deepest, most, um, intimate and darkest. And so I think there's like those we don't always show people at the same time, there is a gift in us being vulnerable and saying, Hey, I might look like I have it all figured out, but I don't, or, Hey, I might look like I, I know this or that I am really close to the Lord or whatever it is, is that we want to, you know, other people to see in us. Hopefully that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. We still go through life yeah. and rough patches. Yeah. Amen. And like, also people can see, hopefully with the, everyone within the sound of our voice can see themselves in that. Like, like you, yes, you, we look like you look like you have it all together in this awesome, massive influence and following that Heather that you have. And then you're like, but I'm here too. Like my heart is here too. And I I'm going so find your, you guys find your listeners, find yourselves in these stories, hook up like that. I think the Lord uses that. Um, when you were saying refining to make new girl woo, and the rough patch girl, I was like, I'm, I'm in one too. And at the same time, there is promise, right. And we're walking out promise. And so I'm racked again. The Lord's like healing. I swear now, see now interviews healing. So that's good. He wants to just flip, flip it and do a thing and do a new thing. So be encouraged. Like I want to right now just release um, endurance and hope over you women who are walking through this rough patch and sandpaper. I want to cry too, because sandpaper hurts. And it's like, literally, let's be real skins ripping off with sandpaper. If I took sandpaper and I was like, the skin would be ripping off and it yeah. feels that way sometimes, but lit, old wine skins have to go and shedding has to happen for the new wine skins to come so he can pour in the new and yes. you had it, the word on my, and it's patience. And I just have to give this next level. And I already said it. I said, I'm not always good at it. And do you know why I'm not good at the refurbishing all the time? Because I don't want to take the time and I don't have the patience to sand it enough and to really prepare it. And so when you said endurance, that totally resonates because that's what I can think in my own like 
physical, right? Well, of course, nobody wants to wait for the healing. Nobody wants to wait for, and sometimes we don't have to wait. Sometimes Jesus is instantaneous and other times it's a process. But I think about literally any piece that I've ever redone um, from far away, it looks really good from close up. It's like, eh. and it's always because I never have the patience to actually keep sanding and keep preparing it for what's coming. And so that is a word patience and endurance, long suffering, um, that we can be prepared for the promise and that it's not a punishment. I think so often I can ask those deep questions, Lord, or did I do something wrong? Or are you, I've kind of got over that. Are you punishing me? But it's still kind of wrapped up in similar questions, right? That's like, God, what, what, what are we waiting for here? But it is the preparation for the promise. So endurance. Yes. And amen. Amen. I'm just feeling that all so much. So we're going to trust Lord as we move forward. You're going to continue to heal hearts. Um, I just wanted to honor you, like how amazing you are, but I want to, I want the listeners and my audience to get a sneak peek into our friendship. Like a couple of weeks ago, you were like, I was like, girl, we need prayer. Like there is stuff going down in this new season and I can't see. And I have these freak out moments where I'm like, she's powerful. She's, she's my friend. She'll pray. Like there's oil on her life. There's anointing on her life and authority on your life. And you were like, I just hear the Lord say, expect the unexpected. And I just want to honor you for your authority and the oil on your life. And, um, this is how you're an authentic real deal coach. Like your authentic real deal mentor to thousands of women, thousands of listeners, thousands of your audience and your sphere of influence. And you've been faithful and you've held strong and uh, you release that word. And like within days, I feel like there was just such fruit on that word. And the Lord, <clears throat> the Lord's really brought in the unexpected. And I feel like you're a part of that. So I just want to mm-hmm. honor you and thank you for that. And I wanted to give them a sneak peek into just you and who you are as a person. So thank you, dear friend, for the authority and the honor and the things you walk through. So we, I get to experience you and all these other people get to experience you, these women. Thank That's you. a blessing. Thank you. I need to get a yeah. tissue. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, here's the I have them hiding behind my computer. Um, uh, Yeah, that's so good. You know, again, I think so often we define success as what the world does, right? Money or um, power or fame or, you know, popularity, um, authority, but it's like, it's like, that is worth more than, you know, like to me, that is, that's the gold. And God always reroutes me when my my brain and my heart start to shift and like get twisted and think different things. And so I thank you for sharing that. Um, what an honor, what a privilege to be able to speak life into you and vice versa, you into me. I feel like that is what's so cool. I introduced you to some people where I'll tell people about you. And I'm like, well, it's so interesting. Like client turned, uh, me, your client turned like friend turned. We're just really sisters in Christ. And isn't this what we're supposed to be? Isn't this how family should work? Um, you know, a lot of us have our own issues with family, like, but the family of God, the body of Christ really should complement and encourage and lift each other up. And so I think this is just a testimony of what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So eat people, eat freely and find your people, right? Find your people. Um, I, you know, I want to shift because I want to see which way your heart wants to go. Like your testimony of the things the Lord brought you through from like the salesperson to the network marketing, et cetera, or shift mm-hmm. to like you, um, brain science. Like, so you're, you're, uh, I love just the combination of what the Lord has and the, just the fruit on your life with the brain science. So which way yeah. do you want to go with that? Mm, I feel like my testimony is so 
Cool. So good. And what's so crazy is most of my life. So I grew up in a, um, a Christian home, a church home, went to church, you know, three times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. Um, and so it wasn't really ever an option, I guess it was kind of an expectation. And until I really discovered the Lord for myself in my adult life, that kind of changed. And then I never really had, I didn't feel like I had a powerful testimony You know, I hadn't gone through trauma or a major loss, or I, I never felt when I hear other people's testimonies that move me, it seems like there's always some trauma involved and like deep loss. And so I always felt like my testimony didn't wasn't really that impactful. It was like expected that of course I love Jesus because my parents raised me that way. And, you know, um, but until I had the trauma, the traumatic experience, and I was like, geez, I want that. Take that back. I don't want that story, but it did take me losing it all. I, this, so of course in your testimony, I think oftentimes we don't want to especially if we're still healing from fragments or pieces of it. Right. My heart was always, Lord, I, I want to make sure that people don't see the brokenness. They see, they, they see the healing. And so, um, again, healing is very much a journey, but the Lord gave me the phrase finally, like to wrap it all together. And it was really, I, I had to lose it all to find Jesus's all. Mm-hmm. And I really wrestled with that for so long. Like, why did that have to happen? God, why did I have to go through all that? Why did you bless me so crazy abundantly in business to, to only let it all be taken away and to lose it all. And in the healing, in the grieving, in all the stages of that, I really did find Jesus on a deeper level, way more than being raised in a Christian home or, and I'm so grateful for that. And that's really a lot of what led me to us together. You know, I share a lot of that online and God is, he's just so good. Mm, the process, right. Of it's like, almost as you're talking, like the process of the pain to the premise or mm-hmm. pain gives, you know, purpose gives pain up, whatever. And I, but the process talk a little more, if you don't mind about the process, because people have lost it all. And they're looking probably like Lord. And I've, I've accused God. I've repented of accusing God. I've, and I didn't know you could accuse. I was just like, no, I didn't denial denial. And I was like, dude, I've accused you Lord. And I repent for that. And he gets to oh, be yeah. Beloved, let me come take your enemies out. So mm, the process, I feel like someone's listening. That's like, how did you either get through it or not even nuggets, like just the heart behind the process. Mm-hmm. If there's anything on that. Yeah. I remember when this, when it all went down and I find found myself, you know, 27 weeks pregnant with my third child, lost the business that I had poured my heart and soul into thinking, oh, how am I going to feed my children? And my husband was retired at the time because my business was, you know, supplying more than enough and just questioning all the what ifs. And there is one thing I do have the gift of faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I do have, that is a spiritual gift that the Lord has given me. And even though I didn't have the answer, I still knew that God was going to provide and I didn't know how, and there were moments that were scary. And so there was that, but the Lord led me to Psalm 23. I did this deep study on Psalm 23, like, and I still, to this day, continue, the Lord will take me back there and show me, wait, let's go deeper. Let me take you next level in that. But the process 
I think, you know, if you look at grieving in that process, I did look at this, the stages of grief. Cause I was like, what is going on? You know, I have good days and then bad days. And then days where I feel underwater and then days where I'm like, Oh Jesus, yes, you did it. Um, and so it felt like a roller coaster and I really wanted to get off. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I just wanted healing. And so we live in that microwave society where healing, you know, we can have these things so instantaneously. And do I believe that sometimes Jesus does heal that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's awesome. And I've experienced some of those things in my life, but this was not that. And this was grueling. This was hard. This was, um, sandpaper. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was sandpaper. It was, um, refining and I'm so grateful for where I was and from a worldly perspective where I was looked like I was on top of the world and um I, I wouldn't trade it I wouldn't trade it and so the, and you could see there's still, there's still pieces, right? There's still pieces, but it's truly like my heart to know that Jesus never stopped chasing after me, um, that he met me in the mess. Mm-hmm. He met me in the pit. And I am so grateful for my parents for instilling uh, some of those basics of train up a child, right? And they will not depart from it. I have many seasons where I departed from it, right? I was a prodigal daughter. Um, I, you know, was looking for love in all the wrong places. But in this moment, like, you know, people can turn to a lot of different things to satisfy. And I'm so thankful that Jesus showed me I am it. I am what you want. You've been chasing success. You've been chasing platforms. You've been chasing even helping people in the name of Jesus. Like it wasn't as if it was all sinful and like, you know, all this just pride. And there was definitely pride there, but it was, I was doing it for Jesus, I thought, right. But there's a big difference between working for Jesus and working with Jesus or working for God, working with God, working kind of, you know, you think you're working with the Holy for the Holy spirit with him, but you're really not. And I didn't really know what that even meant, you know? And so I think our whole journey is just the Lord, if we're willing to take us deeper and deeper. And I love the verse deep calls to deep. And I always feel like, Lord, you want to take me deeper. And that seems a little scary, right? They're just like, I am not a great swimmer. I could swim to save my life, but it is not, I'm not a great swimmer. I don't love it. Um, but that in that moment, you get to trust the Lord that he wants to reveal something more about himself to you so that there's that trust that, hey, the next time you come up against the rough patch, um, that, no pun intended, but when you come up against that next season that you're like, oh, big question mark, um, you have already built that trust that you know, that you know, that you know, hey, I might not have the answer to this, but I know that God's going to carry me through. He's not failed me yet. And so, um, I think healing, yeah. And the, in the grieving, I, yeah, that it's, it's still a process. Cause here's the reality is that when the Lord showed me, um, as I'm like snotting all over and all the things, when the Lord showed me like the root of, and this is why the work that you do is so powerful. Um, when he showed me the root of what that lie was, what that concept was, he actually took me back to when I was a little girl and showed me a similar experience, different, but same concept. The enemy used the same concept, right. To 
to, to right, like plant seeds and all the things. Right. And so I think as we continue to heal, the Lord will go back and show us, Hey, I want to heal that. You didn't even know that was a problem. You maybe didn't even know that the fruit that you're seeing in your life right now is actually a result of that. And he does it in timing. And this is what he gave me when I was getting desperate for healing. So I was like, I'm over this. I'm over I'm over it. Like I'm over being angry. And then, you know, once I got through that, I'm, I'm over feeling, you know, like a victim I'm over feeling. I just want to be on the other side. I want to be that next level glory. Right. And, um, I kind of was just like, Lord, when would we be done with this? And he gave me the parable of the wheat and the terror. And when that Fox comes in he plants the seed, right. And they're like, Oh, should we take them all down? He's like, no, just wait till the fruit comes up. And so that gave me peace in knowing that the Holy Spirit was going to show me what needed healing and in what season and in what time, instead of me feeling like I'm ready to just like maul down the whole garden here, the whole field, because I'm over this. And God's like, no, 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 just wait. You'll see the fruits and you'll know, is that my fruit or is that not good fruit? Right. And if it's not good fruit, then there's some work to be done. And so even though like my big story, you know, my big trauma, um, there are so many, the enemy is, is so not creative and he typically does the same thing in different ways. And so when we can get to the root of what that lie is and to the, the root we pull it out from there instead of having to worry about. So all the, you know, all the, the fruit from it. So the wheat and the tares always reminds me when I am in a rushed process, I am like, let's do this thing. Let's get over this. He's like in due time, in due time. And I'm like, someone needs to go a little deeper with that. You know what I love about the fruit when the, like the Lord saying the fruit comes up, there's a, that's a word and a nugget for someone and patience through the process. But and the Holy spirit helps guide us as our best coach ever to say, yes. go for it now and wait in this prop, wait for the promise. And it's in the waiting. Like that song says, Ooh, take courage. My heart be steadfast. My soul it's in the waiting. And so as you were talking about like, oh, that beautiful, like the things you've learned, the nuggets, you learn the treasures and what keeps coming up is process to promise. And I can't tell if you've posted it ever, or I'm just going to release that from process yeah. to promise, either something going to teaching going to come from it. You just take it. It's probably not mine. You just take it. What is that Lord from process to promise, but either way, like you are walking that out, but the wait for the fruit to come up and then let him go pluck it or then release it. That's brilliant because rush, rush, rush. Guess what? Mowing the grass, not plucking the weeds, mowing the grass. And all of a sudden you look back, like he's just faithful. Like he's faithful. And I think sometimes too, if we had all the healing at once, Oh, right. Uh, it's usually, um, especially those deeply rooted ones, it yeah. takes a minute to process and it's like a detox. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like this detoxing process of all the stuff. And then you realize, wow, that was totally impacting my life. Yes. And I think, you know, right. If you, you don't want to do too much at one time. Right. And I guess, again, at the same time, we can ask Jesus for full healing, complete instant healing. I believe that too. But, um, I think the process. So it's interesting. You say a process to promise the phrase that he gave me is positioned for the promise. Oh, nice. And so I I have led a life of a lot of change and in that I kind of get bored with things. And so 
even in the healing, you could think like, okay, what's next, you know? And so, but every next level, the Lord is like, I am positioning you for the promise, but I love the process of the problem because really all that is, is the process. And sometimes we think the process is punishment. We think it's a punishment of, oh, maybe I'm not doing the right thing. Maybe I didn't, um, yeah, I don't know. There's all kinds of questions that can bubble up for that. For me, it's due because I am by, by, um, nature and religion and legalism. It was working for even God's love and God's worthiness and God's affection and God's promises. Uh, that's like a, that is I'm cause I'm a worker and I'm, I'll do it and I'll do the best of my ability. And I can say, Oh yes, Lord, this is for you. But what am I doing it for to prove something to God or to make him proud of me in for all the wrong reasons. And I think we live in a world that conditions us to work for the next thing, right? Even as a little kid, Hey, if you be quiet, I'll give you a treat. If you do this, I'll do that. If you get, you know, a good report card, I'm going to honor you. And not to say that all that's bad, but you can see how we're conditioned over time. You get into sales, right? You, you do a good job. You get a bonus check. Like it's just all these little things that we're conditioned to work for, that sometimes we can transfer that to the Lord. I know I have, and that's been over the past couple of years, really, especially in business where he has been refining my heart. Like Heather, it is not about you doing all the things for me. Like I, it's about doing this with me and trusting me, trusting me, the process that I am positioning you for that promise. It's not punishment. Ooh. It's preparation. Oh my goodness. I mean, I love alliteration. So all the P words, give well, it to me more. Yeah. Give it to you. Cause when you were saying like, it's not P um, oh man, go back to say, you said something that it I'm is like, not punishment. We that. think oftentimes this patience this long suffering, right? This process is punishment because right. we didn't do something right. Or, and, and sometimes let me just say, sometimes it is sin, right? Sometimes it is, uh, Hey, repent. Like when he shows you again, it's when the Holy spirit showed that's his job is to convict us. Um, recently convicted me of something. And it wasn't like I was totally off. It wasn't like I was just going wild and had this total, you know, sinful nature, but it was not, not, it was what it was. It was not asking the Lord. Mm. It was just assuming. Mm. And in that assumption, I have discouragement and then I went back to say, God, wait a second. I've been here before when I've been discouraged. And my normal question, like in years past was, what did I do wrong? Did I disappoint you? Did I not do good enough? Am I not worthy enough to receive this? And those questions were not the first that came up. It was more like, hey, did, did, did you pray about that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, I actually didn't even pray about that. Um, and so I kind of assumed that made sense logic. I was like, well, that just makes sense. I'm going to do that. And I didn't partner with the Lord on it. Again, it wasn't a bad thing. It was just not seeking him first. Mm. And so that is leaps and bounds mm-hmm. ahead of where I was. If had this same kind of situation, because the same situation has happened many times in business. Um, and so that's part of the process. Mm. But before I thought it was punishment. Mm-hmm. Now I see Heather, this was simply preparation. I wanted you to prepare with me for what I had for you. You prepared with yourself what you thought I had. And so now we've got a little wedge in between. Now we're going to wait a little bit longer. I love the Israelites. If you've ever looked at the map of their journey from 
you know, getting out of Egypt to the promised land, there's two parts to that. And I heard a message once and it just sticks with me that the one part when they were like stuck in that one part of the wilderness and it was their sin, they're going around and around and around because it was them. It was their choice. It was their grumbling, their complaining. But then there was very intentional times in the journey where God took them the long way all the way around. He didn't let them go on the King's road. He didn't let them go. There were several places where they were asking for permission. Can we take the shortcut? Cause we know it. We often want to take the shortcut because well, it's quicker, it's easier. Right. But God intentionally took them the long way because it was part of the process. Wow. It was the, what we sometimes think is the rough patch, right? What do they do? We don't have water. We don't have food. Lord, how long we should just go back to Egypt and be in slavery because this is terrible. How often do we, I see myself in the Israelites a lot, as much as we think they are ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're like, really? Then I'm like, Ooh, I think I do the same. Oh, grumbling, complaining, because it's taking longer than I want. And the Lord's like, yes, because I'm taking you through the process. I am positioning you for the promise. And you're complaining, thinking that you're being punished. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm trying to build a relationship with you. So you trust me. So when you get to the promised land, you know how to steward it. Cause that's, that's a whole other, right? That's a whole other. Are we going to steward it when we get there? Yeah. Right. Steward it. Are we going to have the foundation enough to carry the glory? Like Bill Johnson says, and as you were talking about, I didn't seek first. So you said that I was like, share a little bit about the seek first CEO and how I love, first of all, I love that because literally when you were like seek first CEO, I was like, and there we go. The promise, right? Part of the promise, because it's just the beginning because we go from glory to glory and we're always transforming. So this is just like the key, um, that been beginning of for you seek first CEO. And then the Lord showed me literally like seek first supernatural. Cause guys, when, when your friends, um, and sisters in Christ, God will reveal things to each other books, uh, in heaven, in your uh, destinies to each other here and there and little nuggets. And it's so helpful along the way. The prophetic is beautiful. The prophetic is so helpful, but the Lord was like, it's like seek first. The kingdom is like seek first the supernatural. So here we go with that. But how, um, uh, what on your, what's on your heart to share about like a little of seek first CEO or as much as you want because yeah. it's so well you know what and funny enough seek first has been a process so i still have sticky notes that i love sticky notes if you can't tell over there um <laughs> i love sticky notes i've been using sticky notes for years in different capacities but i remember one season i was living in texas and um the lord spoke to me seek first and i was like you know sometimes again some of us who've been around verses or church for a while we can hear things and we kind of just skim over it like right you know Thanks. That was it for me. And, and the Lord just really wanted to highlight seek first for me. This was had to have been in 2000, um, was before my daughter. So it was probably 2015, 2016. Oh. And I still have some of the sticky notes that I used. Actually, I found, I found one. It's so crazy. Anyways, I, the Lord just said seek first. And so I knew he was trying to tell me something. And I, in at the depth that I knew the Lord in that season, I received what I could receive. Yes. And so this was years ago and he brought, he continues to bring me. What does that mean, Heather? What does that mean to seek me first? What does it mean to seek first the kingdom? What is the kingdom? What do you think the kingdom is? Oh, righteousness. What's righteousness. That sounds like a churchy word, but what is that Heather? What does that mean? And so there's depth if we're willing to go there. It's funny enough. I created last year, a Bible in a year reading plan. Mm -hmm. I've been on this journey. I've been reading the Bible. Um, I had 
been in you know, church my whole life and never read the whole thing intentionally for many different reasons. I read the Bible, but not like intentionally the whole thing. And I don't think that makes anyone more Christian or godly than anyone else, but I do believe there's wisdom there. And so I set out in this healing journey. I started reading the Bible. And before I knew it, I was like, whoa, I saw that like most of it had been read. And so I was encouraged and I'm like, I've struggled to read this thing my whole life and find it interesting. And now I cannot get enough. And so I read it. And then the next year I was like, I'm going to read it again. Only I'm going to read it from like start to finish. And then I read it again. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I've never read it in chronological order. And I would love to take women on a journey with me and give them this tool. Well, just to let you know, I stopped that um, because it started to become routine and religious. And it started to be, I started to lose my joy in doing it. And it became um, a check mark and a checklist instead of really going deep. And so this is an example, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Like you could sit on that verse for weeks, if not months, hello, the Lord's been having me sit on it for years. And I didn't know though, but I have these little sticky notes that said, seek first. And it was just a little reminder to me. I put it on my sun visor. I put it going out the door. I put it on the refrigerator, I put it in the, the mirror in my bathroom. It was just a quick reminder of, are you seeking him first? Are, and I didn't even know about, I didn't really take it to the kingdom. Now I feel like I'm in the kingdom, which is so timely for you to talk about uh, supernatural, right? What does that mean? When we talk about on earth as it is in heaven, what does that even mean? And do we see that here on earth? Are we seeing heaven on earth? I'm not seeing it enough not only in my own life, but I think in the world itself. And I believe we are the conduits of that. Yep. That's why Jesus went to heaven, sent us the Holy spirit so that we can. So the seek first is really, um, it is the preparation. It's the process of preparing for the promise. And so when we seek him first above all else, and then we start to tap into these supernatural strategies, like, um, I'm walking through the women in my coaching membership. What does it mean? And so I'm basic, like seek first lifestyle. Number one is to read your Bible. Mm -hmm. That's the tool book. That's the number one personal development book we could ever invest yeah. our time in. And so that's number one. Step number two is prayer. And I took it a ne next step further and was like, your prayer language, you know, like there's even more to that. Um, and so sometimes we can stay surface and God's going to meet you where you are, but the more room and the more capacity you have to receive whatever he has for you, he's going to fill it up. 2014 or 15 seek first meant something good to me and God is good. And he spoke to me and that was sweet. But every time he's brought that up again, he takes me deeper. He's like, let me pull you a little further. What am I talking about? What do I want to show you? So in 2020, what year are we in 2021 in the very beginning of the year, he spoke to me, seek first sisterhood. And it was one of those downloads in my quiet time. Didn't really know what it meant. I thought it sounded really cool. I love alliteration. So I was like, seek first sisterhood, you know, it's kind of over the word sisterhood, but I kind of got the concept. And then he also gave me another phrase called business tree bootcamp. Yes, loved it. I was loved like, Oh, these are so cool. And I'm business minded. And so I was like, I think these are something I'm going to offer people. And he gave me those words. And then it was like silence. I was like, well, what does it, what does it mean though? Like, what do you mean seek first sisterhood? Am I? And then my brain started working and I started clawing at trying to figure out what do you mean by this? And I didn't really get the full picture and I'm still in it. So I'm still mm -hmm. processing. Um, I tried to launch it a few times knowing that it was seek for something. And I changed yep. the name a hundred different times um, and nothing really fit. Like nothing. I, I didn't have peace about it. It was yes. like, oh, that could work, but I don't really, you know, and then 
it was that seek first CEO. What does that and Heather, what does that mean? And so even though I teach this stuff, God's still teaching me, right? I mean, we are always lifelong learners. And so it's a process. Right. And I just love how you were saying peace came like you were, and I was just, as you said that, I'm like, thank you, Lord, for your peace, because it helps us navigate inside our knower or whatever spirit of, of course, what is yes or no and what the timing is. But as you were talking too, I was like, but the Lord loves that you seek like the whole name you're seeking. You're like, is it this, is it this, the Lord loves that you do that because I'm thinking it's asking, seeking, knocking. So on one hand, yeah, chill, you know, chill. I don't know. I just feel like his heart is, was like, you sought after it. He gave you a nugget. You can look at it either way though. He can talk to you about it, but he gave you a nugget and you were like, I'm going after that. I want that. Um, and as you were um, talking to about the women in your mentorship and the women in multiple things you're doing, like the brain science, that's of course so fascinating. So I have to say the word brain a couple of times, not that I know hundo about it, but it's amazing. But like, I felt like, uh, wow, even just that name and you saying yes to heaven really is opening the door or open the door, but opening the door for many, many to come at, at, through the door. I just saw like the seek for CEO name with a door open and many women are going to come through it. And, yes. but isn't it all circling back to like, like the process to the promise and what you've gone through. And I just, I, I don't hardly have words to articulate Heather, like how much he is going to come from because the Lord restores, he goes into our situation and brings us all like things never happened, which they did. So hear me clearly audience, like hear me clearly girls, the, that yes, it happened. Things happen, pain happened, but he is the restorer. He is our restorer and he sees you and he knows you. But as you were doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, the stuff you've been through, it wasn't in vain. Like he will vindicate and he will appropriate and you get the redemption. Like I'm just the promise here. There's promises. Restoration. Yeah. And I just want to touch base on, yes, absolutely. Cause the, the Bible has a tons of seek, like seek, ask, not all those things. There is a difference. And then as you were saying, I'm like, yes, there's a difference between abiding and striving, right? It's like that abiding and that resting in and that, um, no stress. There's no, the Lord just spoke to me in a season. There's no pressure who is putting the pressure. Like, are you putting the pressure on you? There is no pressure in the promise. There's because there's these P words again, there's positioning for the promise. I position you and process. We'll add that in there for the promise. There's no pressure in it. I'm not like pressuring you to do things. And so when he gave me that promise, when he gave me that little download, that little nugget, I was like, Ooh, I started striving for it. And he's like, I'll give it to you. Don't worry. And once I actually surrendered, God, I don't have to figure it out. You have it figured out. And I want to make room to receive whatever it is. And slowly over time, he gave it. And in that the Lord in 2021 was taking me through the process. Oh, so much. And Mm -hmm. still, right. Still, I feel like where seek first will be in a year from now will will not be unrecognized. It will be unrecognizable compared to where it is now. Right. And so the Lord's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to give you, but I want to take you further. Are you willing? Are you ready? Do you want to go through the process? Do you want to have the rough patches that you're despising? Right. I am preparing you for the full restoration. And isn't that the ultimate goal that we are fully restored to the father? That is what it is. It's the garden. That's where it all started. I all said, everything started in the garden for me. And that was my whole theme for a while was the garden of favor and that the Lord wanted to do healing in the garden. And that's still there. Mm-hmm. It's still there. It's still in my heart. Um, but, um, now it's more of like seeking God in the garden. And what does that mean? And so 
God is so cool and he's so good. And I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for you too. And I'm so like, this could go on and on and on, but we said, you guys, we said we're going to cut it off at 45. I do have something else. I, I want to just in a second, just sit here. Cause you were sharing stuff um, about the process and then the seek first won't look like it. It will. And one thing he brought to mind is he's like, you're, and I'm going to get, I'm trying not to get wrecked. Okay. Um, the daughters that are willing to go deeper, deep and have the deep roots will have the trees with the most fruits. Yes. And so you were saying that like seek first won't look like now, like it will a year and amen, because glory to glory. And like, we can step into as you're praying and visualizing and sharing and meditating on Lord, what is it to, in a good way with the Lord? What does seek first see you? What is it going to look like in a year as you know, as he leads and I step into that Lord, I pull it, you know, the victory out of it, the promises out of it. I just don't feel like this manipulation. I feel cause I'm exploring this, right? So I'm being vulnerable with sharing. I'm exploring that. But I'm like, you can do that because he's outside of time and space. But as the process and as we go through the process, as you go through, I'm like, seriously, beloved, like we can't be afraid to go deep and we're not afraid to go deep. I mean, a lot of times they'll go deep and it's painful. The sandpaper, the roots, just the tree. I mean, can we just, it's messy. It's ugly. It's muddy. But I just felt as you were sharing that of where you're going, it's like everyone listening, don't be afraid to go deeper with him sitting down there, letting him transform, letting him. And I saw this picture of like deep roots and even swimming into the deep calls on the deep because in the spirit, you can swim. Woo. Really good. And then the tree that comes from it and lasting fruit on it. But, and he says, and I'm just releasing this over us. Like you will bear fruit in every season. Yes. And that's what the word says. And I'm standing on that Lord. We're receiving it. We will bear fruit in every season. And I'm like, I don't know what every fruit looks like in every season, but oh my goodness. So don't be afraid to go deep. And this is for everybody. I'm, I'm just, that's what he, yep. you know, and this process and the seeking and has your becoming seek for CEO, you're becoming the Heather more of who Heather is, but going deep in him. I just revelation. I just love revelation because that didn't, that didn't come from me. <laughs> that came from Holy spirit. We go deeper with you, Lord. We choose to dive deep as deep calls on to deep and Lord, we just honor you, um, for this, yes. we honor you, Lord. We say yes to the process. This the actually scary. Yes. To the refiner's fire that we've already experienced, but the more we release a blessing over everyone listening with the sound of our voice. Um, and just as we close Heather, is there anything else um, just on your heart or in closing or anything else you want to, you know? Yeah. I think find your people. You, you've said that before, but, um, this is good. Yes. You, yeah. So much of the revelation and the process, right. That you have walked me through, like you, you know, you know, like m- all the things, right. You and God and my husband are the people that really know like some deep stuff that I would not just go have a coffee chat with somebody about, right. Um, find your people, people, we were not meant to do life alone. And we were not, I am not saying that I need Miranda or that you need Miranda or you need me, or you need a coach, but the Lord, when we seek him first, he will lead us to the other resources. So when we see God as the source, when we seek him first, when we go to him first, will he sometimes lead us to other people? Yes. There's, um, just mentors and coaches and people. We are not meant to do life alone. And I think that's to where I was seeking healing every which way I could. That's actually what got me into the brain science. I wanted to know what was going on up here. 
What yep. was going on up here? And it's that's taken me on a journey and it's been beautiful. And it's been so cool to understand this brain science. And then because I had been spending time in the word, I wasn't twisted to think it to be something else. I actually could correlate. Oh my goodness. Science actually simply complements scripture. And I see the correlation. Had I done that course three years ago in seeking my healing, I would have missed the revelations that the Lord showed me. So there in and in of itself, that was a process, right? Mm-hmm. But through that, the Lord put people in my path. And Miranda, you're one of those people. And absolutely, we need community. We need wise counsel. We need prayer warriors. Somebody to say, hey, I'm having a rough day. I am going through a rough patch. Um, I need prayer. I don't even know. I don't even maybe know what I know, what I need to pray. But like you had said too, Mm -hmm. prophetic is so beautiful and words of knowledge and words of wisdom to speak into a life of somebody is priceless. And those are gifts from the Lord that he equips us with so that we can serve and we can help. And so they're literally gifts. Like if you want to help people, then you have to receive the gifts from the Lord. This is where the Lord's taking me. I didn't, I wasn't raised in a, um, a very, a spirit filled church where we talked about prophetic or healing or, I mean, it's not that they never taught. I mean, the Holy spirit was kind of siloed and it was kind of this like, yeah, you know, um, but the Lord is just showing me so Mm. much, so different. And so we need other people who speak the same language. Yes. And you are ahead of me in some areas that it's just like, come along friend. And then maybe I'm ahead of you in some other areas. And it's like, Oh, come along friend. My gifts compliment you, your gifts compliment me. And that's what we should be as the body of Christ that we are complimenting each other. We're not meant to do it alone. I'm not meant to be the eye, the ear, the arm, the leg, the whatever Mm -mm. I'm meant to serve in my space and place. Right. And then partner with someone like you, Mm-hmm. to have full, a full functioning body. And mm-hmm. I think that is where the Lord is taking us as the body of Christ, um, mm-hmm. to really learn what it means to work together, not be in competition to serve one another so that we can serve other people and really understand the giftings that God has given us and utilize those things. So I'm so blessed by you. So thankful for you. Um, I think we have a coaching call tomorrow, so I'm ready to do some more work. Um, but yes, it is a process and you need people to do it. And the Lord is in the process, positioning you and preparing you for the promise. It's not a punishment. Don't despise it. It's his pleasure. And it can be our pleasure to go through the process and not look at the negative of it, but look at the man, God, I am expectant. We'll take it back to that word that the Lord gave me um, mm-hmm. to be expectant mm-hmm. of good things, expectantly expectant. Mm-hmm. Like I want to live in the surprises of the Lord. I want to live in the, whoo, I knew something good was coming. I didn't know what it was, but I was expecting something good. And thank you, Father, for your good, good gifts. Thank you, Lord. Expect the unexpected. Yeah, we just released that word over you guys. I totally, oh my goodness. Find your people. Thank you, Lord, for this time. I just, yes, we're going to end here. Everyone have a very, very blessed day. Heather, you are amazing. Love you, friend. Love you too.